This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Tonic, heard Saturday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. The following is a sponsored program. Zoomer Radio and MZ Media Incorporated do not endorse any of the statements or opinions made by the contributors. So often what happens is we notice something and then we concoct this vast, elaborate story about why it's happening and that perpetuates a whole cascade of often negative emotions about something that's actually not even real. And so by connecting to the body with an open mind and curiosity and blocking that story from happening, we just experience things as we are. Welcome to The Tonic. I'm your host, Jamie Busson, and we're here to talk about your health and wellness-related issues. On today's show, we're going to discuss herbal remedies for longevity and mobility. Then we're going to learn how mindfulness can help you with your anxiety. And lastly, we're going to figure out which foods are better to buy or make yourself. But first, a little bit of business. Today's show is brought to you by Omega Alpha. Omega Alpha is 100% Canadian-owned and has been GMP certified for manufacturing to pharmaceutical standards since its start in 1992. They have four company divisions, both a consumer line and a professional line of human products, equine pet health products, and a custom manufacturing private label division. Omega Alpha uses only the highest quality ingredients to manufacture the most efficacious yet price-friendly nutraceuticals. For more information about Omega Alpha, please visit their website at omegaalphainc.com. Omega Alpha's products are created by their scientific team, headed by their owner, operator, and CEO, Dr. Gordon Chang. Dr. Chang holds a PhD in physiology and biomedical engineering from the University of Toronto. He also has two years postdoctoral experience in clinical biochemistry, looking at free radicals and antioxidants. He's published over 20 peer-reviewed articles and conference proceedings. Welcome back to the show, Gordon. Thank you for having me, Jimmy. In a recent publisher's note in the magazine, I was writing about how I was feeling about aging, and I identified mobility as a key factor in my anticipated and hopeful longevity. So um, you're here today to discuss about mobility, right? Yes. Now, one of the things that people think about mobility, everybody's first thoughts go to glucosamine, chondroitin, MSM, three of those products, okay? Yep. So what you don't realize is that glucosamine itself is just a building block, right? So one of the things that you have to realize with mobility also is that the pain that is caused by mobility with lack of mobility is an inflammation reaction. So you need to take something that will help control that inflammation. So there are many types of anti-inflammatory herbs which you can add to your regimen of glucosamine and chondroitin, right? Okay, so what are they? There's many. There's things like Devil's Claw. There's things like Boswellia. There's some Chinese herbs like Notopgerium and Sysum, right? There's a whole whack of them. But we could spend another half an hour going through them, okay. right? But I don't want to get too specific about those. Fair enough. You need to control the inflammation. And to control right. the inflammation, as far as I know, there's you know things like the turmeric, etc., will help control the inflammation. You're talking about the raw turmeric root, right? No, turmeric extract. The oh. problem with raw turmeric root is like anything that comes from a plant, you need to get sufficient quantity into you to get an effect, right? Gotcha. That's a basic pharmacological principle. In order for something to give you a pharmacological effect, it's all about dosage. 
right? Okay. Some people think I can sprinkle my food with turmeric, right, the plant root, yep. and get an anti-inflammatory effect. It takes too long that way. You'll be consuming turmeric um, till this cows the rest of your life yeah. before you figure out it's helping. You need to get enough into you. Good. Right? Yep. Now, the other thing, too, we talk about that. One of the things that we know about glucosamine and also chondroitin is that they are building blocks. So they help repair some of that cartilage. That's one of the major uses of it. MSM is also in there because MSM supplies methyl groups, which is important in a lot of reactions in your body to help repair the cartilage, to help repair the joint. Are you saying that people can actually repair their cartilage even if they're older? I say it loosely. You'll never have the joints of a 10-year-old child. Yes. I don't care how well you can repair. But I'm just looking for somebody in their mid-40s, Gordon. If you can get me back there, I'll be happy. <laughs> I, I so would a lot of us. But what it does, it keeps deterioration in check. It'll help control that deterioration, right? Fair enough. The inflammation actually is much more helpful for that because the inflammation actually breaks down the joint even more, right? Right. Mm -hmm. What people also don't realize is that it's like, I'll make an analogy. It's like building a brick wall. I can give you the cement, but if I don't give you water, I don't give you the sand, and I don't give you the gravel, and I don't give you the brick, right? Yeah. All you have is cement. The cement will do a patch job on it, but you won't help rebuild. So you need to take a whole bunch of other things together, right? Yep. So you need to consume things like B vitamins. You need to consume things like minerals, so like your calcium, your magnesium, your zinc, your copper, right? Your manganese. All of those things are necessary. So a lot of times people look at mobility and they think, oh, I'm taking my glucosamine. I'm good to go. And then they realize six months later, well, you know, it isn't really working that great, right? Yes. Or somebody will take an anti-inflammatory herb and they get good relief, but over time they find that the good relief doesn't last, right? Again, it's a building process. So there's things you need, like the B vitamins. You need the energy to power the changes that's going on. For example, when you're making new tissue, right, you biochemically have to um, construct. You have to have a lot of biochemical reactions that are going on. One of the ways of powering that is you need cofactors like the B vitamins. These things actually help you repair some of that joint tissue. As I say, you're not going to have the joints of a 10-year-old child, but it helps stop the deterioration or it helps decrease the amount of deterioration that you have. At best you can do, once you start that downhill climb, is to try and arrest it as far as happening. If you can rebuild, that's a big bonus. Yeah, okay? I'm just playing defense, my friend. I'm just playing defense. <laughs> so yeah. you're talking about building blocks. Can our listeners get these building blocks from some of the foods that they eat? You can get a lot of B vitamins from the foods, but usually... I find the whole idea for supplementation, most of us as we get older, we don't eat as much as we used to when we were younger. True. So as a result of that, you don't get the same variety of, you don't get the same quantity of raw materials coming into your system as you would really need, all right? Yeah. So that's the problem with that from food sources. Secondly, food sources eat a wide variety of food. So, and I also find as people get older, they tend to eat a little bit and they tend to eat the same things over and over and over again, yes. right? Mm -hmm. So variety. Last but not least, I also suggest people take a lot of antioxidants because a lot of inflammation is caused by free radical damage. And if you, again, if you subscribe to the free radical theory of disease, is that most diseases have, is initiated by free radicals or potentiated by free radicals, meaning it's made worse by free radicals, right? Right. So if you can take antioxidants, it'll help. 
Antioxidants also have anti-inflammatory effects because one of the inflammation pathways is really free radical mechanisms, right? So it makes a huge difference to take antioxidants. The problem with antioxidants is like taking a vitamin C tablet, right? You don't know if it's working until say six years later, you say, you know, all my buddies who never took the antioxidants, their arthritis is worse than mine. Yeah. Simple as that. (laughs) That's the litmus test. Well, you know, there's a lot of talk, you know, in the magazine, we, we frequently have people write in and talk about the types of foods that you can eat that are antioxidants. So, you know, the blueberries, the kale, those types of products. But I, you're, you're the supplement expert. What would you recommend for uh, antioxidants? I, I would say to people, take a wide variety. The key has variety. People think that, oh, I'll just take pine bark extract, or I'll just take lutein, or I'll just take lycopene, or I'll just take grapeseed extract. The key is to take a wide variety. Get something that has all of those in there turmeric even. And the reason that you need a wide variety is because antioxidants work on specific areas in the body. And for it to be effective, it has to be sitting there when you get attacked by the free radical, right? As some of these antioxidants specifically, they hang out or basically stored in that certain organ. For example, lutein for the eyes. Lutein is not superior to grapeseed. It's just that it hangs out in the eyes. And that's why people recommend lutein for the eyes. Fantastic. Well, thank you for coming in this morning. Been my pleasure. Next month, you're going to be back, and we're going to talk about the natural treatment of sexual dysfunction. Wonderful. We've got to take a short break, but when we return, we'll learn how mindfulness can help with anxiety on the tonic. I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsor, Purica. Purica wants you to turn its protein into your power. A blend of the finest vegan protein and the antioxidant powerhouse that is the pure chaga mushrooms. Purica Power features ingredients and enzymes designed to optimize digestion and absorption. Unlike many protein powders, Purica Power tastes great with water and mixes easily. It's available in chocolate, vanilla, and natural unflavored. From the Purica family to yours, Purica Power is a new way to make the most of every day. It's all part of the Purica commitment to making a positive difference in the lifestyle of its customers. Ask your favorite health food store for Purica Power vegan protein or visit Purica.com. Purica, nature, science, you. The Benvenuto Group is an owner and developer of quality high-rise condominium and rental properties in Toronto and Montreal. The Benvenuto team is passionate about delivering quality living spaces, top lifestyle amenities, important services, and innovative design tailored specifically to its residents in every particular submarket. The Benvenuto Group seeks out the finest urban neighborhoods and designs projects to allow its residents to enjoy the benefits of both their property and the exceptional locations that they become a part of. The team surrounds itself with leading professionals and consultants and pushes them to conceive great places to live, to work, and to play. The Benvenuto Group is currently designing several new projects in Toronto, Montreal, and Chicago that will not only become exceptional places to live as an owner or as a renter, but that will deliver some of the highest levels of sustainability, energy efficiency, and comfort and will set the standard for informed residents. For more information, please visit thebenvenuto.com. This is The Tonic on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. My next guest is local yogi, Tracy Sograti. She has a post-secondary education in biology, molecular biology, nursing, acute care, public health education, and Swedish and Thai massage. She leads classes and teaches other yogis how to teach yin yoga. 
Welcome back to the show, Tracy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here, Jamie. You're one of my favorite guests. Well, you're one of my favorite people, so right back at you. You and I were on a phone call about Omtio a few weeks ago. Yes. And you, I, I told you that I was back from holiday yeah. and I was way behind on the magazine and the upcoming Omtio event. Yes. And this show and having a particularly stressful day. And in your typical fashion, uh, you were suggesting some ideas for me to try and some articles for me to read. And even though we both knew that I wasn't going to follow through on all of it, it was was doubtful doubtful whether or not I was actually going to listen to you. I was was stewing. We agreed that these ideas would be super helpful for the listeners. And that's that's really the synthesis of of this discussion today. Absolutely. So for those people who are struggling to find peace of mind, Mm -hmm. mindfulness Mindfulness is a good place to start, isn't it? Absolutely. I think that's that's definitely the place to start. Mindfulness is a buzzword right now. It's it's really hot in the education system. And that's primarily because there's so much evidence from the scientific community that really supports the positive effects that a mindfulness practice has. And just to really simplify it and make yeah. it very practical and useful, mindfulness is simply the act of paying attention in the present moment with curiosity. And so that means you come into the present and you connect to one of really four things, either your body, right? So you notice what's happening in your body. So that day when we're on the phone, you know, you were feeling a bit anxious. And so there might have been muscle tension. You might have been clenching your jaw. There might have been neck pain. You might have been clenching your hands. So you notice what's happening in your body. With an open mind and with curiosity, and what that means is that you're not creating a story about it, right? right? So, so often what happens is we notice something, and we'll just stick with the body to begin, and so we notice something that's happening in our body, and then we concoct this vast, elaborate story about why it's happening, and that perpetuates a whole cascade of often negative emotions Mm -hmm. about something that's actually not even real. And so by connecting to the body with an open mind and curiosity and blocking that story from happening, we just experience things as we are. You know, when I read more about mindfulness, mm-hmm. really, one way of characterizing it, I think, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is you're, you're taking your own ego out of the equation. A, a lot of it is sort of saying, don't focus on yourself. Don't focus on how you're feeling. Yeah. Place yourself in the world and sort of contextualize what's happening. There's criteria that you are responding to. Yeah. And it's your response which edifies you know, where you're going to go with, as you say, your story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's actually a really brilliant synopsis. Oh, I'm brilliant. I'm so impressed. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, that's absolutely it. It's all about the way that you perceive the world, right? We see the world through the lens of our own preferences, our own expectations, and that colors everything that we're seeing. And so if you can take yourself out of it, or your ego is, you're saying, and just kind of tune into things as they actually are, the world tends to be a much more simple place and then we react to it from a much more stable perspective and you recommended an article for me to read by yeah. Mark Manson right? I love Mark Manson I know you do and and, and amazingly enough I did read it yeah. and, and it was helpful yeah um, I thought the title would grab you yeah and you can't really mention <laughs> can't the whole thing it. <laughs> well you it's F your emotions right yes F your feelings F your feelings, F your feelings. bleep your feelings and the point to this article and this and this will take us back to mindfulness as right. well so one of the one of the other 
pillars of mindfulness is to become aware of your emotions without engaging in them. Right. And so where Mark Manson goes in this article, and so I like Mark Manson because he's really edgy. Yep. And he talks about he talks about things that literally every person who's having a human experience, which is all of us unless you're dead, is going through. Yep. Right. And so the thing with feelings is often we feel our feelings and we think, first of all, that they're fixed. And second of all, we think that they're actually true. Right. So we. And that was the key in the article. Yeah. That we're all convinced that how we feel about something is accurate. Yeah. And it's and it's most of the time it's it's largely inaccurate. We're being triggered by something and it's so dynamic, right? Our feelings are so dynamic. They're changing all the time. So we have a feeling about something. We think that it's true and then we act accordingly. And that creates a whole host of problems in our lived experience. And if we actually tune into the fact that our feelings are like waves in the ocean, they're passing, right? And if we just sit with them and watch them, they will actually naturally dissipate on their own without us having to behaviorally act them out. It's almost as though he's recommending that you you have an out-of-body experience looking at your own emotions from outside. That's the way I took it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, again, a really great way to look at it. It's to become the observer. You know, in meditation, that's what we would say. Become the observer of your experience so that you can start to see that you aren't actually your experience. You aren't your emotions. There's something that lies outside of that. And the way he sorted the emotions, I thought, was also helpful. He talks about feeling good about feeling good about yourself and feeling good about being bad (laughs) and then feeling bad about being good and then feeling bad about being bad. And I, I, you know, admittedly, I do all of that. Of course, because you're a human being. That's the thing. So I'm told. Yeah. yeah, you're a human being, right? And and that's the that's the most important thing to understand is that, again, we think that our feelings are fixed. We think that we're right about our feelings. And then we also think that we are these unique, special people well, who, I am. who are I having, mean, and we're the only ones having this Apparently, right? I have a narcissistic tendency, but anyways. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I'm not going to argue with that, but I, <laughs> but I say it with love. I say it with love because I think we all have a bit of a narcissistic tendency. I, I, think, it's, I think it's normal because we're self-centered. We see ourselves as the lead player in our own show and everybody else is a supporting actor. I think that's true. Well, thank you for coming in today. It's always a pleasure. I love being here. We'll see you at OMTO on June 24th, correct? Can't wait. You're teaching the second to last class and people can go to omto.ca and get the schedule and learn about a yoga mat giveaway that you're sponsoring, correct? Yes. Yeah. Best mat on the market. Best mat on the market. We've got to take a short break, but when we return, we're going to discuss which foods you should buy and which foods you can make yourself on the tonic. Hi, this is Jamie Busson. I'm not only the host of The Tonic, I'm also the host of OMTO, Toronto's best free outdoor yoga festival. Imagine taking as many as nine free yoga classes in the beautiful distillery district with hundreds of people just like you. All you need to do is bring your yoga mat and your good intentions. Please join us at the distillery district on Sunday, June 24th. For more information, please visit omto.ca. See you there. The Tonic is brought to you by Purely Natural. Their Liquid Greens Chlorophyll is the only line of soluble, grit-free, and great-tasting greens on the market. Liquid Greens can easily be mixed with your favorite drink to provide a sustained, natural boost of energy to help you get through your day. There's unflavored, which is great with orange juice. The mint flavor is cool and refreshing. Dark chocolate has all the health benefits of a salad, but with a great chocolate taste. And for that extra detox boost, try activated charcoal and mint. Enjoy the energy, enjoy the detox, enjoy the great taste. Purely natural, liquid greens. You're listening to The Tonic 
on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. In addition to being a lawyer and a mother of one teenager and two kids in their 20s, my next guest is also the immensely popular cookbook reviewer for Tonic Magazine, my wife, Naomi. Hi, honey. Hi. By the way, I love saying immensely popular because it both embarrasses (laughs) you and makes you giggle. So today we're going to play a little game. Are you up for a game? Of course. I'm going to name some foods, and you're going to tell the listeners whether they should just buy it or try making it themselves. Okay? Yes. All right. So we're going to start with a family favorite, which we eat every single week, and that is pasta. Love pasta. We both love pasta. Mm -hmm. I love it too much. (laughs) So there's two elements to any great pasta, and that is the noodle and the sauce. Where do you want to start? Noodle's easy. All right. Start with noodle. Buy the noodle. Buy the noodle indeed. Why do you say that? Some people love to make pasta, and if you do, good for you. You know, go ahead and do it. But there's great pastas out there. You know, they're $2, $3, maybe if you get fancy pasta from Italy. They're available in any supermarket, and they're delicious. So just buy the pasta, unless you want a project. It is a project. You know what? It never turns out the way you could buy fresh pasta or even, you know, in in some sauces, you actually need the dried pasta. It actually works better. Exactly. I like fresh pasta too sometimes, but I prefer dried pasta, I think. Okay. So let's switch to the other side. Sauces. So make the sauce. Make the sauce. There are so many quick recipes for making pasta sauce. Essentially, you can put the water on to boil and by the time the pasta is done, your sauce is done. It's almost no excuse. As long as you have the ingredients in your house and you give it a little bit of thought in advance. Most of the pastas we make, particularly in the spring, summer, are those quick pastas you can make. And they're not even tomato-based sauces. You know, you can do simple ones with with chicken stock or simple oil-based sauces with fresh vegetables, and uh, they're super delicious. There's a couple I thought I'd mention. We've been making a cacio e pepe, which is cheese, butter, and vegetables with asparagus and peas. And pepper. And pepper, yes. Ketchup Pepe, a Roman classic. Exactly. It's a riff on the Roman classic, which is quick, easy, not heavy like you might think from my description. That's from a book called Dinner Changing the Game by Melissa Clark. So it's been good. Big winner, popular in the family. It is. What else would you recommend? Another one which you've been making, which is a riff on something that I started making and now you've made it your own. But I found a very similar recipe is the spaghetti with small tomatoes, garlic, basil, and chilies. So very simple. Although there's tomatoes in the sauce, it's not a tomato sauce in the same way. And that recipe is from Six Seasons by Joshua McFadden, which is a great book. Really very vegetable-focused and worth checking out. And even though this is your segment, I'm going to pop in Jamie's hint. If you're making a simple (laughs) pasta, the best way to jazz it up is to take panko breadcrumbs, toast them up a bit, and then toss them with the noodles after they're cooked. Delicious. All right. We're done with pastas. Let's move on to salads. There's two elements to a salad. There's, you know, the produce that you put in and the dressing. Let's start with the dressing. To make the dressing. Make the dressing. Why do you say that? Ever since, I think ever since I was a teenager, I've made my own salad dressing. I make it in a squeezy bottle, keep it in the fridge, and just use it. And anytime I buy dressing, I just don't like it as much. It's easy to make salad dressing. Basically, any cookbook that has a salad recipe is going to have a salad dressing recipe. But just a simple vinaigrette is good. Find one that you like with the balance that you like and just use it. And if you have it ready, you're likely to eat more salad. This is also true. Okay, so we did dressing. Let's talk about the salad itself. Are you suggesting that it should be bought? Where are you going with this? Of course, I'm not suggesting it should be bought. But now with the washed greens that you can find 
everywhere. That has been a great boon to salad making everywhere. Again, you want everybody wants to eat more salad, but you want it to be easy because there's a number of components to a salad, and it can you know, sometimes seem like too much work. So you buy spinach, buy green, whatever greens you like. You arugula. buy them, arugula mixes. Just buy them. I promise you, you'll eat more salad. And they do last in the fridge. You know, they usually, if they're not eaten, they will last at least a week, even though they look like they're fragile and they're going to go bad. Mm-hmm. All right, now let's move on to something that's near and dear to you, and that's baked goods. And this is sort of a minefield because baking is like chemistry, and for a lot of people, it's daunting. So let's name some baked goods, and you tell us whether you should make them or not make them. Let's start easy with cookies. Make cookies. Make cookies. Okay, go for it. Making cookies is fun. It's easy. There's so many recipes that don't even need a mixer, but most people have flour, butter, sugar, chocolate chips in their pantry, and it's easy to whip up a batch of cookies. Again, you can find cookie recipes in just about anywhere. I found lots of good cookie recipes in Smitten Kitchen, which is a blog, so just look up chocolate chip cookies or whatever kind and make them. Kids, of course, like to help, but you don't have to have kids to make cookies. Or to enjoy them. Exactly. All right. Let's do another one. Bread. This one is sort of a lawyer answer. Like I say, buy bread generally because we have such good bread available here in Toronto. There's some, you know, Ace Bakery, Fred's Bread, Blackbird Baking Company I love. And even your neighborhood bakery has great, it's great, it's not expensive, and it takes a long time to make bread. Unless you like it. And baking bread is fun if that's the kind of project you want to do. And people like it. It's tactile. You get to see the bread rise and all that. But unless that's your thing, just buy the bread. It's a labor of love for sure. All right. Pies. So again, I like to make pie. And you make excellent pies. You do. Thank you. And I think that I like the homemade pies better than the pies you can buy. I appreciate that not everybody's going to do that. You know, sometimes you just want to buy a pie. You can buy a Chudley's pie. You can buy other pies, and that's fine. But they are not as good as homemade pie. If you want to learn how to make pie, there's a book called The Art of Pie by Kate McDermott. And it she goes through in great detail how to make a crust and gives you some basic pie recipes. So you could check that out. Mm-hmm. Or The Pie and Pastry Bible by Rose Levy Birnbaum, who's kind of one of the gurus of baking. So if you want to learn how to bake pie or you already know how to bake it, I would encourage you to do so. Obviously, if you don't like it, just buy it. Okay. We have time for one more buy or make, and let's let it rhyme and do some cake. Cake. Well, all right. Muffins, cake, like banana cake, yeah. coffee cake, easy to make. Make it. You know, again, look in Smitten Kitchen. I make her brown muffins or her blueberry muffins. It's easy. You don't even need a mixer. I would encourage you to make it. And when you make stuff like muffins, cakes, you can control the sugar and the flour, the types of of ingredients you put in. So it will end up healthier and I think tastes better. If it's a fancy cake. Fancy French pastries. Or French pastries, birthday cake, you can buy it. I give you permission to buy it. (laughs) Permission granted. (laughs) Fantastic. Thank you for coming in today. Next time you're back, we're going to discuss all about summer entertaining. Is that right? That's right. Excellent. And thank you all for listening to The Tonic. You can download this episode as a podcast on zoomerradio.ca and thetonic.ca. For articles written by Naomi Bussin, please be sure to pick up your copy of Tonic Magazine. Tonic is available free on racks at over 200 locations across the GTA and delivered with the Globe and Mail to home subscribers in 11 choice neighborhoods in Toronto. Or you can visit our website at tonictoronto.com. 
Please join us next week on The Tonic when we discuss the natural treatment of atherosclerosis, exercising outside in the heat, and five top tips for healthy grilling. Until then, this is Jamie Busson wishing you a healthy and happy week. Please consult a healthcare professional before starting any diet, exercise, supplementation, or medication program. This has been a paid announcement. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.